Good day and welcome to Select BGM, hosted by myself, John, and me, Rich. We put together this humble show for you, the listener, with the hopes that you'll come to appreciate the most underrated music of the modern entertainment age, the music of video games. Jack. Morning. Jack. Woo! Yeah, it's working. It's working? Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing this. Are we a go? We're a go! Let's go. Holy Woo! shit. It's been 50 episodes now. Well, it will be. Well, it will be, yeah, when we're done with this. It's episode 50! Right, that's right. It's a milestone here at Select BGM. I'm John. And I'm Rich. You're listening to episode 50. What's the title? It stinks! It stinks! We've uh, selected our best, um, and uh, we're phoning this one in. Yeah, the, <laughs> the title here, too, is an irony. You'll understand when you see the cover photo for it. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. It's uh, it's it's quite amazing, actually, that we are at episode 50. I did not think that we would make it to episode 50. Ah, uh, no, yeah. I thought we'd do, like, four episodes and, like, you know, put them on a CDR or something and be like, oh, remember when we did this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it did kind of continue on, but I think it's because we're lazy, and we're not lazy, it takes a bunch of time, but like all the editing and all that, we made a formula, um, and you know, it's formulaic, it, it's it, not... It's not that hard to do the show, so it's... It, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's so, why we keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, we... It takes a bunch of woodshedding ahead of time, you know, you practice, you get your shit together, and then after a while, it's just, you can phone it in a little bit. And then, like, all this stuff that takes effort doesn't take effort anymore, so that's when you can, that's why we were so plain and boring at first, which we still are, we're learning. Okay. But, you know what I mean, it's like, it's that thing, over time, your brain learns a bunch of shit that becomes automatic, so you still have to push harder. Like, like pooping. Yeah, yeah. This show is like pooping. <laughs> That's what we've got it down to now. Every episode is like taking a shit. It is that that natural. It stinks. The hardest thing. It stinks. Uh, this show uh, is actually brought to you by uh, Richard's tireless efforts uh, to create the processes and the back end stuff and the production and the equipment. He's really done pretty much everything on this show. Nah, I write scripts and this on computer magic. He's he, he's very humble, but it, it really is. It really is his. The like ninety percent of this show is Richard. So quite amazing this computer magic. So now you know who to. Love or hate, depending on it. Remember Spinal <laughs> Tap, the guy in the bus playing like Missile Command on his Tandy computer. Or what wonderful this computer magic! Yeah, that, that's who I am in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to play on my computer and so blow that, up on the drum school. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, who am I? Well, he was a keyboard player, so he didn't blow up. Um. Oh, dude. Pick one. Doesn't matter. You're fucking the lead singer. David Saint Hubbins. Fuck yeah. You. you I know you want to be. I don't. Christopher Guest. I don't want to be anyone. Okay. I I want to know who I am. You're David St. Hubbins, dude. All right. Patron Saint of Cobbling. Patron Saint of that Athletic Crispin? Footwear. That's right. Athletic Footwear. Yeah. That's right. Wait a minute. Does that mean my wife comes in and destroys us? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Well, until we, we're not wearing animal masks yet. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> That'll be for the live episode. But yeah, what what is uh, selections? What are we doing? Like, like oh, yeah, the yeah. theme. Explain the theme. Um, we just went through and we're picking the best stuff from our past, like, 50 
49 episodes and we put together a playlist and then we also put together some statistical information so that we can read off to you and like I think we need to get on to some music here so yes. maybe some stats maybe do you want to do stats so just sprinkle a little bit do you want a pepper do you want to pepper in some stats real quick or salt in like in burger time well you can be the salt I'll be the pepper ew oh no we're starting with develop let's do developers so there there's six categories uh, we're gonna pepper in a couple each uh, round here uh, do you uh, these are our tops mm-hmm. the selections or whatever you'll 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 get the hang of it pretty quickly here rich do you want to start with the your top if I can find them this is why I told you to circle draw your eye to it okay the developer uh, the developer I played most from was Konami with 10 plays and the publisher um, with the most plays was Sega at 22. And uh, my top developer that I played the most songs from is uh, Konami. And the publisher that I played the most songs from is also Konami. So good job, Konami. Yeah, here's here's your award. That's your award music. <laughs> so your award music, take your award. Well, it's time for a dance then, isn't it? It is time for a dance. It's time uh, for uh, to jump into the city streets. Mango Tango style with Neon Jungle from Double Dragon Neon PC, composed by Jake Kaufman with vocals by Jesse Seeley. Released 2014, developed by Way Forward Technologies and published by Midnight City. Mango Tango!
that Monty Mole is a cute little motherfucker, isn't he? Yeah. That was in-game music from the Monty on the Run on the Commodore 64, composed by Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, just Ron Hubbard actually, released in 1985, developed and published by Gremlin Graphics Software. Prior to that, you heard Wood Carving Partita, 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 from the game Castlevania Symphony of the Night on PlayStation, composed by Michiru Yamane, released 97, developed by uh, Konami and published by Konami. And worming its way up right before that was the Stage 1-2 theme from the game Turrican 3 on Amiga. At least on the level, there was like some mecha worm, you know, like how they have those multi-segmented worms yes. on all the games. It was on Amiga. The composer was Chris Wulsbeck. It was released in 1993. It's a beautiful 80s type of song. Developed by Renegade Software and published by Factor 5. I'm, gra- I'm glad that uh, Hellsbeck made it into the Oh, dude, the he's top. He, a lot of those. I have the one that's mostly... I have a very Western list as far as stats goes, and it's because of those guys on the Commodore. You know, like um, Rob Hubbard and Chris Hulsbeck, and is that it? Who's the other one? Well, you know what? I'm just going to go into the stats. No, you have... No. No, no, hang on, hang on, okay. hang on, hang on. Yeah, let's see here. You have... Oh, the other guy. We know who it is. He's the first song on the whole show. Yeah. Tim Fallen. Tim Fallen. He was the first song we ever played on this yeah. show. Was, was Tim Fallen uh, from Ghouls and Ghosts mm-hmm. on Amiga. Yeah. And you've got Hellsbeck, Ron Hubbard, Jake Kaufman, Machine Supremacy. So you're half and half on the Japanese versus Western. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm not. I'm Your, not. Yours what, is a lot more diverse. Mine is... Uh, hang on a second. I want to see this here. Let's see. Japanese, American, Japanese, Japanese. Japanese, 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 American, Japanese, Japanese. Okay, so it shows you where my interests lie. No, but yours don't have like huge numbers. Mine have a lot bigger numbers. Gotcha. So yours are a little more varied, and mine are just like cop outs. Well, let's talk about this. Let's look. Let's uh, list off our top composer uh, for the show thus far. Uh, mine is actually Nobuo Uematsu with seven plays, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I. I didn't think it would be. I thought it was going to be like Jake Coffin or mm. something. But yeah. Well, I also cut out the counts from the other best of episodes because I don't count those as plays. Right, sure. Yeah. Sure. And my number one was Chris Hulsbeck, who we just heard, and that was I had nine plays from him. And some are phone games. It was all over the place. But, you know, when people are good, they're good. Well, do you, do you remember a game that got you into video game music? Like, like, oh, it was Chris Hulsbeck. It, it was Chris Hulsbeck. It was Starball, and I awesome. really wanted to play that in this episode, but I didn't because I just um, wanted to put some Rob Hubbard in it. And oops, I. Oh, I did just play. Oh, wait, fuck, dude. Did I just play Rob Hubbard? Yes, Money on a Run. Okay, because I just fucked up and said that I played um, Hulsbeck when I didn't. Fuck! You played Hulsbeck on 1 2. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, dude, it's like, it's kind of weird when you when you partake in the sour beers. When, you, think when you get really high before the show, man. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> no, uh, I think the first the first game where the video game music just really, like, like was like Cal gone take me away uh was mega man 2 yeah i can Wood, see that woodman stage was uh that was the first for me so that's a really good one like the, i'd heard video game music before then but that was the first one i was like yeah dude okay it's on now this is my jam mega man 2 is my jam i only played that game for the music too is that mega man 3 mega man was the best on the old nintendo still some of the best ever so what uh what game have you played the most of during this show shovel knight shovel knight yeah because nobody 
Jay plays more Jake Kaufman than select BGM. Yeah, a lot of good music on that game. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That was the first game I really heard of Jake Kaufman, and I thought it was so extraordinarily good, especially since it was done on like a Nest tracker type of thing. You know, like it, and it, you know, you can run it on a real Nest. So it takes up a lot of processing power. You couldn't like run a game with that music. Uh huh. But it's it's pretty good. It's I mean it's pretty fucking amazingly good. Uh, Jake Kaufman for me was Shantae. That was the first time I heard his music. The Forest one or the Well, I mean Pirates the, Curse or uh, what's the second one? The one on the DS. I don't know. I it's that one. It. Okay, that one. Whatever the one on the DS. Not the GBA one. The GB Color not, one. Not the Game Boy Color. No, yeah. but the 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 DS one. I think it's Pirates Curse or something. I don't know. Or, but that's where I first noticed him, and he's definitely one of the best right now. Yeah, he's the only American com- the American composer that made the list, I think. And then the game that I've played the most from, the most music from, is surprisingly Kid Icarus Uprising. Not surprisingly. No, no, that's just me and East. I have six selections from Kid Icarus Uprising, and, and that is for a reason, because the soundtrack is so goddamn good on that game. That game is one of the most underrated games that's been released in the last decade. Yeah. People hate it because of the weird controls. Oh, the stylus. Yeah. Uh-huh. But man, once you get once you get a hang of that, the game is is fantastic, and the score is amazing. And there's all lots of different composers. There's Yo, Yuzo Koshiro, Motoi Sakuraba. Sakuraba. Who else? Um, I'm testing you. I know you're testing me, and I'm I'm gonna fail. But those are those are two of the big ones. Oh well, that stinks. Well, that stinks. Uh, yeah. That's actually, you know, my spaced out episode I had a few minutes ago between Commodore 64 composers. That symbol, which you will know if you look at the picture, um, that used to actually be my symbol for that activity. When someone is like, how are you? How do you? How are you feeling? And then and it's just like, bling. And I threw that symbol at the AOK. At the AOK? That's the AOK symbol. Yeah. 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 It stinks. All right. Where are we, where are we stinking to now? Oh, well, we're... <laughs> <laughs> this is a bunch of gigantic stings. They will just smash your car and kill people. This is the Godzilla versus Mothra theme. Um, it's the Mothra song. It was from a 1992 Godzilla movie. Uh, the composer was Akira Fukube. It developed and published by Tay. Come on. Give me I'm a, sorry. I'm sorry. Give me a break. All right. I'm gonna back him All right. up. You sure fish. deserve it. You sure deserve it. It, it was Toho, so yeah.
there's a new king in town. Get ready. Mojo, Mojo, Mojo King,
Welcome back to the Jam Man. That was B-Jam Blues from the game Guitaru Man on PlayStation 2. Composed by Coil. Vocals by Brenda Vaughn. Released 2002. Developed by <laughs> Enos <laughs> Company. I know you are. Enos. <laughs> Published by Koei. And if there's one thing I believe in, I believe in my heart. Because I swore an oath and fell Ghana. And it's not easy to rent to own in Eastland. Damn! Damn! It's from East, Oath and Fell Ghana on PC. The composer was Mieko Ishikawa. The original was, and then the, the arranged version for the PC was Yukihiro Jindo. It was released in 2005, developed and published by Niho. <laughs> Oh, Nihon Falcom Corp. I, yeah, I, yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. What did you think about it? Was it good? That was good. I think it's all right. It was good. I, I have to have at least one I don't tease you about. Okay. All right. Got it. The next one stinks. For that, you heard Beach from the game Plock on Super Nintendo, composed by our one of our favorite composers, Tim Fallen, released 1993, developed by Software Creations, and published by Trade West. Oh man, that was kind of scary, like I was camping in the Cassio forest, <laughs> hanging out with Trumpy. McLeod. <laughs> Best fucking MST3K ever. That was by that far. is the best one. Yeah, the the pod people is the best. Yeah. I think uh, my second favorite is um, Ator. Ator. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not called Ator. It's called Cave Dwellers. Cave Dwellers. Yeah. yeah. It has that weird canned like video at the beginning. Oh of yeah. It. So does so does um, the pod people. Yeah. Yeah. They're weird. Like that they, they have that. And some of them are. There's a lot more that are good too. Like I bought the collections and they were so fucking expensive. They're like. Like 80 bucks for how many movies? for like four dvds really for mst3k and i bought like like four different packs of them so you spent like 160 bucks yeah. for like 16 episodes of mst3k but i have them all still i wonder why they're so expensive that's just how shit was back then shit was oh what's back then um probably early 2000s when i bought those oh okay like okay. 2000 all right so yeah, they're still price two. gouging you on DVDs. Oh, yeah. They just give DVDs away now to get you to buy the Blu-ray. Oh, and these were shitty quality. You know, MST3K. Watch some of those on an HDTV. It looks awful. Okay, I don't. I don't think I will. But well, I just mean the picture quality is, and you're paying. Maybe they had to pay royalties. That's what I'm guessing. Well, it's not like it was a highly produced show anyway. It didn't have a high yeah. production value. They weren't like running digital film on those segments. Hey, it was, <laughs> it, was it was all totally worth it, you know. Oh yeah, and no, it's a great I have, show. I have pod people forever now, and I even have even I have the A Tour movie that wasn't on MST3K. The what? A Tour and the something Eagle. Is you have? I have an A Tour movie that wasn't on MST. You bought it? No, no, I copied oh, okay. it off Netflix. Oh, all right. Back in the day. Okay, good. Good. Anyway, sorry, I was stinking up the great outdoors. You like, remember when they were, like DVDs were super expensive, and you would, but they were kind of like in like low demand. They were it was a, when they were brand new. Yeah, there was a, mm -hmm. kind of a scant selection, so you would go out and look for movies that you might like. Oh, I, yeah, I, so you get, I like, was early. The repli you'd, you'd spend like twenty five dollars for the replacement killers. Oh, you did that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With the, what's your face? The Mia, Sorvino. Yeah, Sorvino. Yeah, yeah. Sorvino. Yeah. Yes, we know. Yeah, that's part about that fucking movie. Well, she was good in the Woody Allen movie, the Mighty Aphrodite. Yes. That was another one on on that came oh, okay. out on DVD back in the day. And then there was the Divix. Do you remember Divix? Oh yeah, that oh, lasted like yeah. a week. Steven Spielberg supported it, and a bunch of other people did. So there were like movies, like Steven Spielberg style movies. Like there were movies that weren't coming out on DVD because they supported 
DivX instead, so you couldn't get some of the classics, you know, on um, DVD because they supported, oh, this is a DivX thing, and they were all full frame, not widescreen, and you could only play them a certain number of times, and like, if you bought it, you'd get to play it like one or two times, and then after that, you had to dial in and get a license. Yep. And it's, it was the most ridiculous fucking thing in the world, now I wish I had just bought up all of them. No, I don't, because they weren't widescreen. Yeah. But if they were, like, they would have all been cracked now, and you would have had, like, a bunch of movies that you bought for five bucks. But I think they put them on discs that would deteriorate, too. But they built obsolescence oh, on discs. That's what everything is about these days. Well, dude. no, I know. Phones are obsolete. Everything is built with obsolescence digitally, which is ridiculous. But didn't McNamara get in trouble for that with Ford Motor Company back in the 60s? I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore, man. No, oh. it doesn't. That's the point. It's just bought and paid for. Nobody, yeah, nobody gets in trouble for building obsolescence into products. And I'm not saying America's corrupt. I'm saying motherfucking humankind is corrupt. Boom. Fucking stinks. <laughs> Moving on to, uh, yeah. well, oh, should we pepper in some stinks? Oh, yeah, should we yeah, pepper yeah. in? Pepper in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we did, um, so we're gonna do, uh, our individual systems. Most, uh, the, the, okay, yeah, the, the tracks, the, the most, the, the tracks that we played from systems, the most of things, words, hard, right now. Rich, go. Well, being the social justice warrior I am, I just played a bunch of PC. And then the year that most of what I played from was 1990 motherfucking two. So I played the most tracks from Super Nintendo, which is no surprise. And no surprise, is, is 1992 was my year. 23 tracks from 92. We're both... Boy, you can pin us down. You can pin us down by our age down real well, man. That was kind of a golden age for 16-bit gaming, too. Like, that was when gaming came into fruition where it found its own, where it kind of woke up. It'd be on the arcade, and home gaming became a thing. Consoles became a thing more. And, like, early console games, look at them. You know, you had your Zeldas and Metroids. You had the shit that would go on forever, but most games were just fucking cheap fucking rape. You'd put in the game. (laughs) No, they were. Like, how many games did you play? Let's get dramatic about it. How many... Well, like, come on. Like, how many games did you, like, rant or buy where, like, you couldn't get past the second level? They're terrible. Yeah. Most games. They were cheap. Yeah. They weren't meant to long-lasting entertainment. Yeah. And then after that, like, it became the... Where, like, games became fun. Yeah, and and Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo and and maybe mid to later Genesis era, that's when it... That's when quality really took over. Um, and that's when game composition, especially with the Super Nintendo, Absolutely. Early, even early on with Final Fantasy IV, Super Castlevania IV, um, that's when it really kicked off. I think SNES was the best system until the PS2 came out. Yeah, I do too. I'd just say skip the N64 and PS1 besides a few gems. Yeah, exactly, beside a few gems. I'd say, yeah, from about 96 to 2002, gaming was really kind of shit. Well, it took a step back so they could figure out the 3D, you know, like they, at the Super Nintendo, they like, they perfected the 2D gaming. I mean, they're doing it now again with indie games. They want to play what's a Hyper Light Drifter. Um, there's stuff out there, you know. I think we're in the golden age of gaming now. Yeah. Because now, the only place you're going to go now is VR. That's where it's going to go. Maybe. it's VR is going to suck for a while, too. It's going to take a while. It's PS1 yeah. right now. Yeah. VR. It's, yeah. It's going to take a long time, but that's kind of where it's going now. That's where everyone's pushing it. 
and it could be okay. Like, I mean, imagine just putting on some little glasses, you know, like that where it's nothing. Then, then it'll be acceptable. When you have a fucking two-pound mask on your face with a tether on the back, tying you to your computer, now. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to get the the simulator, that the the do the dishes simulator, so I can get prepared to do the dishes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Be like motivational apps, like scoop, like virtual scooping dog shit. Well, dude, like I think what everyone really wants kind of stinks too, but I'm not even gonna talk about. Yeah, it. we know where that's going, dude. Some holodeck time. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Moving on up to the clouds because this is the lonely rolling star. We never played it on the show, but we played a lot of Katamari, didn't we? Yeah, this rep- this is a representation. And this one, I can't believe we didn't play it. Maybe it just didn't fit into the theme. I know, I'm surprised we didn't either. This is the Katamari song. It is. So, um, it was on the PS2. The composer was Yoshihito Yano or Yohihito. What's that? Is that right? Yohihito Yano. That's the way you have it spelled. I think it uh, that might be wrong. And then Saki Kabata. It just seems weird. It's probably right. I'm just stupid. It could be. It could not be. Whatever it is, it stinks. <laughs> it's released in 2004, developed and published by Namco.
All right, welcome back. You just heard Aram Island from Kid Icarus Uprising, Nintendo 3DS, composed by various artists. We discussed two of them, and, and I can't remember the others. The third guy. The, 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 like, the girl. The, the other four guys. Oh. Uh, released 2012, developed by Project Sora, and published by Nintendo. And come on, the one before it blew my mind back in the day hearing those strings echoing <laughs> through those caves <laughs> you know the pyramid it wasn't even the pyramid it was just the first monster area in actraiser the tracks called pyramid or mirana but anyway it was on actraiser on super nintendo composed by yuzo koshiro released in 1990 developed by quintet quintet and published by enix and before that was the song silence for the game axlay on super nintendo was composed by Taro Kudo, credited as Soji Taro, one of my favorite composers of all time, also did the uh, Castlevania 4 soundtrack. Released 1992, developed and published by Konami. I remember you always listening to Castlevania 4. Still my jam. I'll put, yeah. that, I'll put that on anytime, and I will rock. I will just rock that soundtrack. It's I once, my favorite of all time. When I used to record songs for fun, I once tried to do a bit that sounded like Castlevania 4, and then like I did a guitar solo after it. Like It, it just when I was recorded. It wasn't like I was live on a stage. I was just a dork in my room, you know, on the blue carpet with shit all over the place recording. But yeah, that was my favorite thing I ever recorded. Like, solo I recorded. That's cool. And, I, and the thing that was cool about it is I didn't know that I recorded it. Because remember when we recorded that stupid Castlevania song? Yeah. Well, that was one of the demos before. Like, oh, I did two okay. demos. So, yeah, yeah. That, okay. So, I have a special place in my heart, too, for, like, the music of nice. Castlevania. And, like, I'm getting into it more lately. Like, I never got into it when I was younger because I didn't play Super Castlevania 4. I would liken the Super Castlevania 4 soundtrack to uh, Baroque fusion jazz. Yeah, it does have a very jazzy thing. But back when I was younger, I'd hear it, and I just thought it sounded noisy. But I've been listening. Like, now I listen to a lot more that Chick Corea or Hiromi Uehara who, yeah. whose new album Spark I think is what it's called is number one on the jazz charts right now wait who? Hiromi she's got another one? yeah when? how recent? Um, pretty recent damn but yeah like she's I one of the most it. amazing motherfucking artists these days oh like, yeah it's but you know like you gotta get used to the dis like watching her and Chick Corea like play across from each other on the piano the dueling piano when they play her castle song the castle in the forest whatever yeah and they play so many like dissonant notes like that's their style where they can play like these notes that are off and make it work in this framework and it's it's like watching masters at work you know not everyone can get into jazz and all that and it can be stuffy music and boring but you know once you get into it or just can get into watching a, a single performance it can be pretty fucking amazing yeah I looked at it. it's like 14 minutes long but the the Hiromi Uehara and Chick Korea dueling piano mm-hmm. bit man it's unfucking believable so yeah so yeah that's song kind of inspires that sort of overall feeling the Castlevania stuff. Yeah, I can see that. That's awesome. That's good. Even though that wasn't Castlevania, that was Arum Island, but fuck it. So we have a special um, it's not top five. It wasn't Arum, is it? Yeah, it was. Wait, 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 wait. Did I fuck up again? Yeah. Oh yeah, because that was on actually. Okay, sorry. God, I'm, I'm just stinking up the show. I'm, I'm drunk. It stinks. One thing you gotta realize is that neither of us has to work tomorrow. John nope. has shit he has to do, but I took today off, so I got a little bit prepared before the show, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 doing okay. So I'm a little yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit. There's of nothing stuff. wrong with being loosey goosey on this show. We, it's not like we have advertisers. Yeah, yeah. For God's yeah. sakes. 
dime on this thing. So back to what you're saying that I fucked up. So we don't have a top five today. Mm -mm. We have Sorry. a top six. Top six. Yeah. Top six. And the reason we have a top six is because there there are six statistical categories. We've already read you our personal throughout the show. Now we're going to do the top six combined for the show. 50 episodes. Here are the combined. We're going to start with developers. So here at Select BGM, the top developer we've played music from is Konami with 36 plays. And surprisingly after that is another one where Konami took the win and that was in the publisher category. And the, well, actually, it's actually a tie for composers. Uh, we've played Yuzo Koshiro 11 times and Jake Kaufman 11 times. That's pretty amazing. Nobody plays more. <laughs> no, nobody plays more Jake Kaufman than, than Select BGM. Well, the game that we played, well, not we played the most of was <laughs> I Kid Icarus Uprising with six plays, and uh, second to that was Shovel Knight with five. And that was me. The system we played the most of, obviously, Super Nintendo with 64 plays. And before that, like right below, well, not immediately below that, was the PC with 46. Right. And the year that we played the most of was 1992. That is combined. Which so I have well, played. They already knew that because we both had, had the same the, one. Yeah. Right, yeah, but 92, that's the golden year, man. We don't make this up. This is statistically accurate, ladies and gentlemen. The crazy part about mine is like my top years were 89, 90, 91, 92. And yeah, it was a consecutive thing. Not number of plays, but it's like, it's like, yeah, that's when I was a teenager, a young teenager. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. And mine are kind of all over the place, so. We had some like 2012 and shit. 92, 90, 94, 2012, 2006. Yeah. Yeah, good. Variety. We made it, I think we made it almost through this show, though. I mean. We did. We did. And uh, thank you all for listening. All of you. All of you. Social media people, everybody, you know that, hey, thank you for all the kind words, all of you out there. You know who you are. And um, thanks for texting the people that we've known in the past. And, you know, the little things like that are what keep us doing it. it we would still do it no matter what. But those things really help. And yeah. thank you so much. And feedback is nice. Hop on the Google site. Hop on Facebook. Facebook yeah. P post some stuff if you piss off post some stuff let's have a discussion let, you know yeah we're well, we don't we don't post back you know maybe we should you know like but it's just that stuff like facebook i don't like to give out my true identity even though they can figure it out i just right i'll create a pseudonym and then like rich <laughs> <laughs> okay no, no such no such luck there you know but <laughs> hey whatever it's the future we got to get used to being known like, yeah like yeah. the light of other days that's right that's <laughs> We can't live in a hole and, and communicate by no. touching each other's palms. Um, uh, next week, we don't uh, we don't have a theme picked out. We're going to uh, surprise you. We have to, sorry. Yeah, yeah. we're going to surprise you next week for episode 51. Uh, there's only three episodes before the end of season four. Three? I thought there was only two. No, this is 50. Oh, yeah, we got three. Yeah, you're right. right. Yep. Yeah. So. Not, the, not your common core math. Um, <laughs> or my common core math. So thank you all for listening. My name is John. And I am Richter. And we are sh uh, riding on the escalator of life. And we're chopping at the human killing mall. At Select BGM.